everyone, and welcome to The Fool's Chronicle from Ashes. This is our session zero. I'm Sean Tumboken Flowers. I use he, him pronouns. I'm going to be the DM for this season. Who's going? Is it me? <laughs> Good start, guys. Establish of dominance. Hi, my name is Olivia Manning. Uh, I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Ivanka Dove. I am Dylan Manning. I use she, they pronouns, and I'm playing Mariah Cardera. Hello, I am Ren French. I use they, them pronouns, and I am going to be playing Orlin Wright. Blaze in the Dark is the system we're going to use this season. It's a system made by john harper it's one of my favorite ttrpgs that i've like ever read it's a dark game set in a dark setting you play as scoundrels in the city of duskvall for a taste of the setting to quote from the book you're in a haunted victorian era city trapped inside a wall of lightning powered by demon blood and the kind of pillars of this are who you are as a character, the crew you roll with, and the factions all around you. Because faction politics are really important because you're all trapped in this big city. It's got a gameplay loop centered around scores, heists, and it's a big narrative conversation. And so it's been a little cell line on it, which is, it's awesome. And we're going to get more into all of this as we play, but I want to introduce all of our characters really quick. So, Olivia, tell me a bit about your character. So my character's name is Ivanka Dove. Her alias is the Black Dove. She is a woman. She is fair-skinned. She has dark brown hair. She is maybe, like, early 40s. Uh, She has a very traditional Victorian setting-accurate look to her. Very, like, cape and brooch. Very refined. But not... She looks like she's gone through some shit. Her heritage is Scovlin, uh, which is the, like last place to get colonized by the big Duskfall colonization. Uh, Her background is in the underworld. She used to be a gang boss. Uh, She was the leader of a gang called the Black Doves, and through a very unfortunate series of events, (laughs) the Black Doves were um, all eliminated except for her. So she now carries on the alias of the Black Dove to hold their memory in her heart, and also get a bunch of revenge. Uh, are we talking about vices? Yeah. I think let's get it back to your vice in a second. Awesome. Can you tell me about your playbook? My playbook? Ivanka Dove is a slide, which is a subtle manipulator and spy. Uh, so essentially, I work in, like, swaying people. I work in networking and, like, pulling the strings to make sure that when we get there, I can talk our way through things collectively. Um, Yeah. And I have a cool special slide ability that I've done, which is in no way mechanically helpful, but I think it's wonderful. And it is called, like, looking into a mirror, and it is that I can always tell when someone is lying to me. Yeah, it's very cool. It's extremely cool. <laughs> In this system, we have, like, action dots that, like, determine your ratings for the skills you're good at. Can you tell me your, your action dots? Uh, I have one action dot for survey. I have one also for finesse and prowl. And I have two each for consort and sway. 
So I'm mainly yeah. good at talking to people and looking at people and making sure that people don't notice the weird shit that I'm doing. Yeah, I, I love this system's like abilities. We're going to get like way into that during the actual podcast, but um, just to kind of have an idea of what our characters are good at. And please tell me your vice now. <laughs> so Ivanka Dove's vice is pleasure. <laughs> oh my god. She fucks like it's her job. <laughs> um, her... <laughs> <laughs> So, so there's like a list of vices in this game. Um, the list is faith, gambling, luxury, obligations, pleasure, and stupor. Vices are kind of scoundrels and blades in the dark. You know, your characters are going to be like stressed out. You're always fighting on the next thing. You're fighting for your life, fighting for your gang in a million different ways. And so how you relieve stress is through your vice, whatever that happens to be. It's not just like drugs and sex, except for some people it is sex. Except for some people um, it is drugs and sex. Sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes the criminals just gotta go to like the spa and take a day off. I don't think anyone's is really the spa. <laughs> yeah. For, well, for some people it's like, you know, I'm gonna go out and buy a bunch of things that makes me feel better. Or like, I'm gonna go pray to my weird god because that makes you feel better um but please tell me about your vice more okay so my vice is pleasure in the very literal sense in the most literal when you think of pleasure it's that um my legos vice, yeah yeah she plays legos <laughs> a lot um her purveyor do you want to explain what purveyors are or do you want me to do that uh, I'll explain a bit. Um, purveyors are like where and who you use to sate your vice. Like if I'm a drinker, I'm going to go to a bar and my bartender could be the guy that I'm getting my vice from. And if you fuck to survive, your purveyor is a man named Devonair, who is Ivanka's friend from the Black Dove days. Uh, she kind of saved his ass and in return, he takes her out on the town sometimes and they go see a piece of theater and they go shop at the silver market and then maybe some other stuff happens. <laughs> so so this guy kind of just like wines and dines you exactly. whenever. Okay. And to remind me, was Debonair a part of the Black Doves or? He was kind of in like auxiliary member. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a, he comes in and helps here and there. Yeah, but he, he was never an official dove. Mm. So kind of like a contact for the black doves, yes. but not necessarily a, a freelancer member of it. Okay, a freelancer, yeah. A freelancing like, like hired help. Yeah. Um, not to like flesh out this character too much, but like, what did he do? He, I think that, so he used to be, this is getting into some real lore shit, um, I should probably establish my connections while I talk about this. Um, yes, because because um, he is also you choose a close friend and a rival. Um, he is your close friend. Yes, he is my close friend, and he used to be in some hot shit with my rival, whose name is Bazo Baz. He is the leader of another gang called the Lamp Blacks, and Devonair used to be a member of the Lamp Blacks. And then he got into some shit that I don't even think Ivanka knows all the details of. All she knows is that she saw a, lit, a boy <laughs> getting the shit beat out of him by some lamp blacks and decided to save his ass. 
And now he kind of has a life debt to her. So, you know, that's kind of how we're rolling. Uh, I think in terms of what he did for the doves, I think he was, he's sort of a jack of all trades in my mind. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. he needs to go with everyone else and like survey a place and not seem too suspicious since he was not a dove officially. Like, I think the bigger that the doves got, the more it was like, you know, we can't just walk into this place and ask for information. But you, you're just a little pathetic boy. Mm -hmm. You can go in there. So I think that's kind of what he was doing. And, you know, if we needed him to fight, he fought. Nice. Okay. Uh, And a bit about your rival, Bazo Baz. Like, what's the nature of your relationship with him? The nature of my relationship with Bazo Baz is that I stole his little boy toy. (laughs) And I gave him a way out. And he'll never forgive me for it. And now he's your little boy toy. Exactly. So Debonair is an excellent black and is now kind of a dove-ish. Kind of. Okay. Now, so before he was kind of not really in the doves, and now he's in the dove um, every week. <laughs> um, the and so let me tell you about the next character because <laughs> um, transitions are my passion. Dylan, tell me about your character. All right, I am playing uh, Mariah Cardera, or as they will essentially always be referred to, the Storm. Mariah uses any pronouns. Their look is ambiguous. He's athletic, intimidating. Kind of their general, like, outfit vibes are very historically accurate, so don't worry about it. Yeah, for 18th, like, 1800s. <laughs> for Industrial Revolution London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a uh, denim jacket with, you know, patches and, like, paintwork and stuff over it. If you can't tell, she's not, like, into stealth. <laughs> she's kind of in your face. Uh-huh. Their heritage is uh, Severus. They are not from there themselves. Like, they have been in this city their whole lives, but their parents were from Severus, like, directly until they moved. Cool. Her background is also underworld. They were a brute. They were a for-hire bodyguard or goon or kind of just whatever. If someone needed some extra muscle on their team, they were one of the people that could go, like, you, I will give you some money. Come with me and beat someone up. And speaking of muscle, what is Storm's playbook? Storm is a cutter, a dangerous and intimidating fighter, which just means that they are very good at fighting and fucking people up. So for the ability points, that means that they have one in hunt, one in prowl, two in skirmish, one in wreck, one in command, and one in consort. All right. Swag. What is your special ability? My special ability is not to be trifled with, which means I can push myself to do one of the following. Perform a feat of physical force that verges on superhuman, or engage a small gang on equal footing in close combat. Yeah. Tell me about your vice. Storm's vice is also pleasure, also in a very different way. We actually were talking about whether this would be more pleasure or stupor, because their vice is boxing. They like to go down to the docks, and they will join boxing matches, they will join like tournaments of fights and things like that. The reason we chose pleasure instead of stupor is because they're not in it to get fucked up. They're in it for the like thrill and for winning and all that. So what you're saying, Dylan, is that fighting is only a stupor if you fucking lose. (laughs) Exactly! Yeah, yeah, like... And I don't lose. Stupor is like, I'm gonna get punch drunk on, like, hitting people. I just get the shit beaten out of me, and, like, that's awesome for me. I just forget myself in the fighting. For the Storm, storm it's like... Storm fucking wins. Yeah, it's like about winning and, and hitting people. 
Who's your purveyor? That is Mateo, who is one of, he's like this old dock worker who has kind of set the way from like working the docks and more into coaching and kind of organizing the fighting rings that are in the docks. So he kind of took in Storm and kind of brought them up into the whole fighting ring that's there and kind of showed them how they can succeed, kind of encouraged them. It's basically their like coach in their corner, you know, that whole thing. That's cool. So on that uh, note, who is your rival and who is your close friend? So my close friend is Marlene. Marlene is another fighter at the docks. It's actually very funny that she's my close friend as opposed to my rival because the way that their relationship goes is they're friends, but they're also like in terms of, you know, the fighting rings, they are rivals. They're like very pretty evenly matched. They're like a similar age, they get, but they do get along well outside of that. And they like train with each other, encourage each other. So that is why they're close friends. It's like a friendly rivalry kind of thing. They're very evenly matched in terms of like wins and skill. Do you like call upon Marlene for a lot of criminal activities or is it pretty much just the fighting? I think it's generally just the fighting unless uh, Storm managed to get themselves in some shit. <laughs> All right. And then who is your rival? That would be Grace, as they're explained, an extortionist. Grace is a member of the Crows, which is one of the, like, large gangs. They resolve, They reside in the Crow's Nest. Crow's Foot. Um, the Crow's Foot. Sorry. Uh, so Grace, being an extortionist, is, guess what? Extorting <laughs> Mirai. So one of the reasons that Mirai so heavily, le- heavily leans into the storm being an alias is that, like, they have a family, and they kind of want to keep that life very separate from the whole, like, criminal empire making enemies thing. Grace, unfortunately, managed to find out where Storm lives and kind of their more day-to-day life, aside from crime, and now is trying to hold that over Storm to have power over them, and it's working. Awesome. Anything about your, like, equipment you want to talk about? Yes. So the Cutter's special items, one of them in particular includes a fine heavy weapon, which is just like your two-headed, two-handed type of weapon that's meant to do some damage. For Mariah, I thought this would work to be a baseball bat. I'm so historically accurate, guys. It's like one of those like heavy baseball bats. It's like bright pink. Um, it's got like spray paint and like, I don't know, like stickers or designs across it, little like stamps and stuff of characters or just like whatever Storm came across and went, this would be fun. You know how industrial London is big on their hot pink. Yeah, totally. And their stickers. <laughs> the background me looking up when baseball was invented, 1876 <laughs> actually, so you're like... You you found out about baseball and went, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Let me check this out. I need, I need one of these bats right now, because you know what I love to do with this? <laughs> Kill people. Bash someone's face in. A new novel sports item. It's like somebody <laughs> killing people with a hoverboard. <laughs> Some noble walking over like, oh, are you uh, very much into the baseball I see? Yes. That's what this is for. Bang. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Uh, Let me talk to you, Ren, about uh, your character. So my character's name is Orlin Wright. He's also known as the Knave. As regarding looks, he's a man, which is... (laughs) It's really funny to read on my character sheet. He's a man, uh, standoffish, old brown robes, uh, haggard, hat, and sunglasses. 
Um, Sean, can you really quickly um, explain the elements of lore of Duskfall uh, as kind of as it relates to as why it pertains Orlin to sunglasses? would not be... As it pertains to sunglasses. <laughs> yes, yes, okay, because we've discussed this heavily. Duskfall exists in a post-Calamity world, and that Calamity was the sun shattered and the gates of death opened up. Basically, ghosts exist in this world. The only thing that keeps them out of the city is these lightning towers uh, powered by uh, Leviathan blood around the city. It keeps all the ghosts outside of the city out, but creates this weird ghost field within the city, which is important for Orland's character, who is a whisper, who basically deals with ghosts. But So basically, it's dark all the time, and this motherfucker is still wearing it. Yes, it is, it is in ever-night. At this point, it is actively hurting his vision. <laughs> this, I had to fight tooth and nail to let Sean, to get Sean to let me wear these damn things. So, so the, the thing is, is, it's not that I don't want you to wear them. It's just that I need you to know, I need you to know that in this world, everything is by lamplight. There is no sun to illuminate any corner of this city. So wearing sunglasses is very counterintuitive. But but tell us why you do that. So Orlin wears these sunglasses because he is Tykerosi. Tykerosi is such a weird and interesting lineage from the books because it's basically people who are from a far off land who are thought to have devil's blood and uh, how are they described um they have like they're known as from being from tykeros this like semi-mythical place everyone says they're part demon and if you have this heritage you have this quote demonic telltale that marks your character so like feathers instead of hair shark black eyes anything that like makes you visibly look off yes and orlin's demon telltale uh, would be solid black eyes which would explain the sunglasses yeah what's your background uh, orlin used to be a freelance whisper by trade and what that means is in in the city with these ghosts that have to be kept out, that means ghosts are kept in as well. And when people die, usually it's taken care of by outside organizations. But not all the spirits get caught. Exactly. A lot of private institutions hire whispers. A lot of gangs will hire whispers to help them with murder purposes usually. But in Orland's case, he would do it for cheap and discreetly so you've worked with a lot of gangs in the past yes that's interesting maybe some of the gangs that we know from being current factions are they like gangs that are like old it's probably individual like smaller subgroups within the gangs like orlin is not a well-known figure around okay. the city he's this disheveled older man who lives kind of on the streets uh in uh, in charles okay hey ren mm-hmm. did i ever hire you Oh, shit. That's... Is that how I know you? I don't think we've discussed this. Is this how I know you? It's it's entirely possible. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Lovely. What is your um, vice? Orlin Wright is a drinker. <laughs> his vice is stupor, and his purveyor is Martin Gull, the owner of the Leaky Bucket located in the Crow's Foot. Yeah, so you just drink drink your sorrows away? Yeah, that's All right. right. Awesome. Who is your close friend and who is your rival? 
Actually, first, who is? Uh, what's your special ability and your action dots? My special ability is very simple. It is titled Compel. I say it's very simple. The first words are, you can attune to the ghost field to force a nearby ghost <laughs> to appear and obey a command you give it. Um, this is how board game rules <laughs> are set up. It's very simple. First, you have to attune to the ghost field. <laughs> oh, my bad. I should have considered that. <laughs> Just know these three other mechanics and have played for a year and a half and you'll get it. It's, right it's, off it's not so that easy. deep. You're, you're good. You'll, you'll get it. You'll figure it out. Uh, in addition, I'm not supernaturally terrified by a ghost I summon or compel, though my allies may be. Um, it basically just means I can, if there's a ghost nearby and I sense it, I can tap into the, the spirit realm and like tell them to do stuff. I would like to talk about being terrified by ghosts because it's a whole thing in this ghosts are real and they're a big problem in duskfall and most people like they're supernaturally terrifying no matter how steely cold your resolve is a ghost appearing in front of you will totally shake you of all conviction so i'm gonna enjoy seeing how you guys interact with ghosts over this campaign. Speaking of, what are your action dots? My action dots, uh, I have two in study, one in survey, uh, one in prowl, two in attune, and one in command. And who are your uh, friends? Close friend and rival. So my good friend is, his, his name is Flint, and he's a spirit trafficker. He lives in a condemned manor out of Six Towers. He traffics souls, and a lot of the souls that Orlin captures i mean he can't just like let it out of the bubble so he goes to flint and sells him off and um your rival well working with ghosts there's always gonna be like one and this one nerix is a possessor ghost it probably among one of the first ghosts orlin encountered and this one is just a dick uh she she does she hasn't killed him which she's grateful for to a degree, but she does show up time to time to just fuck with him. And to her, it is the greatest entertainment. Nerex is a ghost out of Silkshore. Because ghosts are so common in Duskfall, some of them have jobs. And she's a lady of the night, in many senses of the word, in the Red Lamp District of Silkshore. So she's a possessor ghost, which means that she basically will possess a person and... That'll be the person you'll do it with for the night. And then possess a different person, and it's still Nerex, he just looks different. And they have all these people that work as prostitutes in a brothel. And also, I guess in her free time, she fucks with you, Orlin. It, it, it was definitely, a, a, the first time they met, it was definitely a case of, like, misinformation, where Orlin's like, oh no, a ghost. And, and Nerex is just like, I am a citizen of the city. <laughs> I am a taxpayer. I have a job. I pay ghost taxes. <laughs> Um, and from then on, there's just been this, like, bad blood between them. I don't, I, like, they're not trying, I think Orlin is trying actively to, like, capture her, just out of spite, and nothing's gonna, it's, <laughs> Orlin's She's never gonna get her. She's your fucking white whale? Yes. This ghost whore is your fucking white whale? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Ghostitute, please. Ghostitute. <laughs> is quite bad. Um... All whispers have this thing called a spirit mask. It's basically, it's like custom to each whisper, and it's how they are able to see the ghost field in clarity. Please tell me about your spirit mask. Orlin's spirit mask is bad. Let's start off there. Uh, it's bad to look, <laughs> to look at. To look out with the eyes. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> At the very base of it, it's like a jester's mask. It is painted white and black with gold accent, and it has plumes of cloth coming from the sides with little bells dangling on the end of each one. The mask's paint is chipped and peeling. It's like cracked and peeling. But the thing that sucks about it is the fact that it's it's got this like too big smile with pained eyes, and he wears it to interact with ghosts, but it means that if if you're a bystander and you're looking at this, you see a supernaturally terrifying entity being roped up and bottled by an old human in a, like, in tattered and a mask made of chipped paint with a terrifyingly painful smile. Yeah, that's hellish. So you interact with a supernaturally terrifying being and a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> they do say demon blood runs in the veins. So, of- quite possibly. Hello, I'm Sean Tumbokenflowers, your GM, and I have some messages for you. First of all, thank you so much for listening to The Fool's Chronicle from Ashes. If you want to know more about The Fool's Chronicle, check out our Twitter and Instagram, at Fool's Chronicle, where you can see character art, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Again, that is at Fool's Chronicle. Thank you again for listening to our Session Zero. We have been so excited here at the Fool's Chronicle to get our story out, and this isn't even the beginning. Speaking of, our next episode, Episode 1, is coming out in two weeks on February 1st. That's a Wednesday. Save the date. Anyway, back to the episode. So, each of your characters have a character sheet here, but your crew has a different character sheet because it's kind of a thing of its own. Tell me about your crew. Let's start with, like, the name. On three, ready? (laughs) One, two, three. The Ashes! (laughs) I'm so sorry Uh, for everyone who just had to hear that. Uh, and what's your crew type we are assassins we are murderers for hire you want somebody gone we'll fucking do it awesome and starting off you guys are are tier zero basically means like how strong you are in comparison to other factions you guys are at the very bottom nothing we just got started we have nothing yes you have zero reputation with other factions and such and you are at least starting off with two coin which we're gonna spend very soon in our crew creation we are a crew of three people there's not a whole (laughs) lot of reputation to be had (laughs) do for your initial reputation tell me about like how do other underworld factions see you? And then the list is ambitious, brutal, daring, honorable, professional, savvy, subtle, and strange. We are ambitious. Yes. I believe playing towards your reputation gives you extra, like, experience points for your crew. And we will be doing that. 
We, and we will, will be, be doing, we will be doing that. So to set the tone, I think when we get to explaining hunting grounds, it will become clear as to why we are <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, speaking of hunting grounds, you guys have to pick like a district that is your hunting grounds. So which is your hunting grounds? Our hunting grounds are Charter Hall, which in the lore of this world is basically like the central hub of politics. So it's where like town hall is. It's where all the like rich politician folks hang out and do their stuff and live. And that's where you're going to be doing most of your assassinations and yeah. we looked at that and we went looks ripe for crime looks great exactly. <laughs> does anybody do we, crime in here us, a startup <laughs> gang kind of looked at the the political center of the city and went yeah we can kill people here <laughs> hey is anyone killing here yet because uh, we would no? love to start well, killing people here. <laughs> this seems like a hot new market just right for the taking business is booming I want to mention that um, all of the factions have ratings for various uh, factors in them. Charter Hall has a four, the highest rating for security and safety. <laughs> it yeah! has a zero for criminal influence, so at least you're yeah! kind of filling a void. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the criminal market. It's, it's a market choice. It's it's a business decision. Uh-huh. We saw a need in the market. Mm-hmm. A new niche you could fill. And we filled it. We're business people. This is what business people do. Uh-huh. There's like a faction that controls this area, and you have to either pay them off or pay nothing, and that depends like your status with them. So what do you guys do for that? We have decided to pay all two of our coins <laughs> to the city council, and now they like us very much. Well, they like us approximately one. They like us enough. Plus one status with them. Awesome. They like us enough to let us kill in their territory. You know, Which, what? like, you gotta like someone a fair amount for that to happen. <laughs> us, us is a strong word. They like me. <laughs> yeah, did, did Dove make that contact? I definitely think it was Dove, just because I'm the only one that looks like a normal human person. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think that she kind of used any kind of social karma that she still had left from the Black Doves, because I think that they were at the very least, or at least she as kind of a a person and an entity, was known for class. And that's kind Mm. of what she prides herself on, is that she can communicate with people in a very classy and refined way. So I think that she, she utilized that to kind of get the ashes some startup connections in the area and also she knows that rich people if there's one thing they hate it's other rich people (laughs) if there's another thing they hate it's poor people but if there's a thing that they hate more than poor people it's other rich people (laughs) so as far as that goes uh that's pretty good um you guys as a crew have a special ability what is your special ability our special ability is called crow's veil in the city when a person dies within the hour usually these bells will toll and the crows are sent from the soul warden's lair, I guess. Yeah. The augury. And they circle the body and the soul wardens come and they collect it and they burn the body and they burn the soul, etc., etc. Crowsville says that due to hard-won experience or occult ritual, our activities are hidden from the notice of the death seeker crows. You don't take extra heat when killing is involved on a score. There will be killing involved in most of our scores. There will be killing. 
I'm sometimes yes. listening to the lore of this world. I'm having a real like time knife moment. It's like, yeah, yeah. The spirit <laughs> wardens. We've all heard of the them. The Death Seeker Crows. We've, we've all, all heard, heard the of the Death Seeker Crows. <laughs> Man, let me hear sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine imagine you're like taking a ferry on your way to work and then you just like see the see a horde of death seeker crows swarm upon your neighbor Jerry's house. <laughs> no, not Jerry. I really liked Jerry. No. Fuck, he was gonna hold a potluck next week. Fuck! Now I gotta find somebody else to make the fucking potluck! He was my best man. <laughs> Uh, uh, guys, we're wasting all the content for our spin-off podcast <laughs> called Dudes in the Dark. Where <laughs> we all just, just like normal people trying to make it in this world. We just play normal guys like I'm businessman Jerry. I'm here to go to my job. Oh, nards. This uh this lurk is gonna r- rattle me for all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's ability. Um, I believe. Uh, who got you that? That would be me. Orlin again is a very bizarre creature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, one of the things about him is he exudes this kind of aura, this kind of like spirit stank <laughs> that. <laughs> that repels the Death Seeker crows. Uh, so mm-hmm. when when they do a cool kill in the capital, <laughs> the crows don't come because they don't sense it. Orlin just kind of like dampens dampens the aura, I guess. Orlin does a cool ghost fart, <laughs> and, the, and the crows are like, "Damn, I don't want to get into that." I'm actually interested. Is that is this is this something that you've developed? over your years as being a whisper, like something that you made, or is it something that just happens? It's they're not sure how it happens. As far as I know, it's something that just happens. Like or it's not a skill that was refined over time. He didn't like concentrate on like how can I make this the most noxious vi- <laughs> vile AoE <laughs> possible. <laughs> AoE fuck. <laughs> um but it, it is something that with death and spirits constantly surrounding him, it just kind of like happened. It got stronger the more death he surrounded himself with. All right. That's awesome. So can we talk about our crew upgrades? You guys got two off the bat, which is training and insight and prowess, which like when you have downtime to train, you'll do it better when it's those skills. But also, what is your your crew upgrades outside of that? And there's some faction politics with your crew upgrades, and so we'll talk about that as well. So one of our kind of direct crew equipment upgrades is that we have assassins rigging, which means that we get two free load of weapons or gear when we're like loading up for a score. So we can carry more like weapons and shit. How did we cool. get this? We're friends with a cool gang called the Wraiths. Yeah, one of the bigger, like, I think they're, for, for reference, they are tier two. So, a bit better than you are. How how high in tier did the Black Doves get, actually? Good question. The Black Doves got 
not nearly high enough to be doing some of the shit that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would definitely say at least a two, just because they were in the same view as like the Lamp Blacks and the Wraiths. Okay. No, I don't think that they ever got to three. I don't think so. So the Wraiths were your contemporaries, not not your worst or your betters. Yes, yes. They were, Lamb Blacks and Wraiths were our contemporaries. I think we were trying real hard to get to three, and then that's kind of how we <laughs> crashed and burned, but that will come later. Yeah, and and to clarify, all of these, like, out of, like, character names and such are all in-universe as well. Tears of factions is a thing in universe and so is the names of your playbooks like you can go hire a cutter you can go hire a whisper you know you can be like that guy's a slide you know all that kind of stuff speaking of raids where did you where'd you get that contact from i assume it's the doves oh yeah oh yeah i was like let me call up my friends and they just kind of helped you out taught you how to do assassin's rigging yep i think they were just like Sure, we'll fucking teach you how to. I I remember this little Blorbo, <laughs> mm-hmm. Ivanka from my from my gangs. Uh, I remember you. I pity you. Here, I'll teach you how to hide some knives up your butt. <laughs> Whatever we do. Yeah. No, that's actually my real question. Do they like do pity we put you? Do they see do you with knives up our butts? <laughs> do you see your knives up your butts? <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. No, no. Do they do they pity you, or is it like a? They're trying, there is like a favor for an old friend. Like, what is it? I think it that, is. Why is there helping? You? I think it is. And why is it that this is like a, they like you because of this? I think it is, it is publicly what they said to Ivanka was it's a favor for an old friend. I miss you guys. I think the Black Doves and the Wraiths were obviously friends. So I think that publicly it is a favor for an old friend. Internally, there probably is a little bit of pity because I think that generally everyone looks at Ivanka Dove and goes, man. <laughs> Man, <laughs> she got so close. Too close to the fire. So that's kind of the general thing, I think. All right. So you have plus one status with them. As for the other thing, you have a minus one status with the faction because of it. So what is your other upgrade? Uh, so can we first establish where this lair is? Because I think that does yeah, add I don't on think we did. to we the fact that. that it's hit. I think we skipped over that. Okay, so the, <laughs> the Ashes lair is my house. <laughs> the Ashes Lair is Ivanka Dove's real house in the District of Six Towers. When the Black Doves collapsed, I moved it to a crumbling estate in Six Towers, and that's my home. And when I was like, let's start a gang, I decided to start it. We are literally like the gang equivalent of Mark Zuckerberg making Facebook <laughs> in his garage. Like... I can't believe you went to Mark Zuckerberg because I was just thinking about like the gang equivalent of a garage band or something. No, <laughs> like that, like practice in the basement. No, you went. <laughs> we're Mark Zuckerberg. Actually, we are Zuckerberg. Papa John. <laughs> what? You know? Papa what? John. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time to discuss the Papa John's implications of this. We're we're getting out of Papa John. Started his, he started selling pizzas in his garage. It's oh, not important. That's really crazy. The hell, he did. Okay. So anyway, anyway. we're selling pizzas out of my garage. <laughs> And by pizzas, we mean murder. We're selling murder pizzas. We're selling murder pizzas out of a vodka dog's real crumbling garage. <laughs> for the Papa John's laurel. <laughs> so, anyway. So what? Now that we've established where our lair is, our other crew upgrade feature is hidden, which essentially means that 
people don't really know where we are located. They can't really find us when we're at our lair and all that. Which is why the the inspectors who are also located in Six Towers don't like us. Because they cannot find us. So we have a negative two reputation with them. Because we already spent all our money and we couldn't pay them off. Yeah, we could have paid one coin to make them like us a little bit more. Uh, but we did spend all our money. We spent all of our cash money. It's so funny to me. It's it's so funny that they're just like, we can't find these people. Where are they? And it's just Ivanka Dove's real you house. Just have like, yeah. You just have like Storm in the background dragging a body. And <laughs> they're like, like outside. They're in my yard. What is this? <laughs> they're in my yard. Like, Ivanka, we've heard hey. of this gang. And she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> and uh, as a gang as a whole, you guys have a favorite contact. Uh, who is that? Our favorite contact is Iramina, a vicious noble. I believe we have in lore decided that she is a member of the Strangford noble family. Mm-hmm. And she knows us kind of from our city council thing. That's always what I assumed was that Ivanka Dove got in with the city council and then was like, hey, you seem like a bitch. I'm also a bitch. Would you like to maybe become friends? And then they did become friends. So because of this connection that we have to Iramina Strangford, we are friends with the cabbies who kind of drive people around town. They drive Iramina around town to shady places, and now they drive us around to shady places. And we are not friends we have a negative one tier with the Church of Ecstasy, which is just because Yeramina Strangford doesn't go to church. Yes, pretty much. There's some depth to that, but we're going to leave it at that for now. That's awesome. That is your whole crew. And I'm, I'm interested in one last thing as pertaining to your crew. How did you all get together? And how long have you been operating? Okay, so I think that I, uh, Ivanka Dove, as kind of this old gang boss who was kind of ruined in every way, worst case scenario, as an attempt of kind of starting over again, which is why we're called the Ashes. I do, I like the idea, Ren, that I called upon you, Orlin Wright, at some point and like remembered. More than anything, number one, that you were good at your job, and number one, that you were a weirdo and didn't have any friends. So both of those are correct. <laughs> These are real things about Orlin Wright. And then I guess I was just like, listen, you're a weirdo, you don't have any friends, but you're damn good at your job. Do you want to be damn good at your job for me exclusively? I will give you money. Money? <laughs> <laughs> is that money? <laughs> anything. So is that so? Is that connection really just like purely work? Yeah, I think at for the now moment, it is. At the moment, Orlin Wright is an old man that I don't like very much, but he's again damn good at his job. Ivanka Dove is someone with a lot of reputation and a lot of prestige behind her, and I mean, Orlin's not going to pass the pass that job up. And as for Storm, I think that uh, Mariah was kind of in a place where. You do enough, like, odd jobs as um, a brute. As a cutter. Yeah, as a cutter. You get, like, a certain amount of, like, people know who you are enough and, like, ah, that's a goon, you know? <laughs> that's a real, that's, that's a, like, that's a, a real high level goon. Quality goon. That's, like, a that's pretty, pretty good goon. But I think, <laughs> I think that Mariah was kind of like, hmm, I don't like this. I don't like just being a high level goon. 
and kind of hit this point where they're like, I think that I can be more than that. So in order to do that, you kind of need stable employment <laughs> as a cutter. You know, the cutter um, union. So I think he I don't more think or less heard a about... Job. <laughs> yeah, started up a cutter union. Um, I think he more or less heard about, like, okay, there is this, you know, Ivanka Dove is looking at starting up a gang again, essentially trying to find, like, stable employment in just a way that will, like, allow them to grow and be more of a solid name as opposed to just a goon. And kind of saw that, saw... Ivanka Dove creating this new gang, but not coming at it from a very strong position. Ivanka Dove is not known for strong-arming people, not known for being powerful in a fight or in any kind of defense. She's very much known for, you know, her way with words and being kind of a more powerful presence. So I think Mariah saw this and went, ah, I can help you, and then you, in turn, can help me be more than a goon. So is... Mirai just as invested in that kind of ambitious reputation as Dove is? Yes, I think absolutely. Okay. Um, I think that... I guess I don't know about Orlin that much, um, just because I don't... Orlin's always been weird to me. I'm not going to get into an analysis of wasn't. his character. But I know that... Dove is known for being ambitious because of just like that is their personality. I think that is also a very core uh, part of Storm's personality. So I think with the two of them kind of pushing each other <laughs> is one of the reasons that their crew became just like ambitious as their well-known reputation. And as another question, how long have you guys been operating at when the story starts? Long enough to have these, like, connections, right? Like, I think, I don't know, a couple months, I guess. Long enough that, like, mm -hmm. I was able to be like, hey, city council, just so you know, we'll kill a guy for you. <laughs> if you if you would like me to murder your dad, I'll do it. Not for free, though. Long enough to put some ads in the paper, <laughs> yeah, you, you know. know. Yeah. Looking for <laughs> clients. Uh, yeah, so probably probably a couple months, long enough to put our name out there as people that you can hire, and also people that some people don't like very much. But I don't think we have done any formal scores yet. Okay, cool. You guys have just been, like, building up a, a presence. Yes. Awesome. And do you have any, like, other people part of this gang, or is it pretty much just you three? I know for a fact that... I could call on Devonair if I needed him. Mm. But he's kind of my only remaining kind of guy. <laughs> Everybody else is either dead or hates me. <laughs> I think it's really just the three of us. I think each of us individually have these people that were like, if we were in a bind, I could call on them, but aren't really at the point where we're like, oh yeah, they're part of our gang. They're helping us out on scores. Yeah, love that. I could get a bartender to help us. <laughs> <laughs> could you? Could, could you? you? Would you? No. Bartending is staple employment. The Black Dove is not known for... <laughs> stability. <laughs> for stability as far as uh, gang's ending goes. Awesome. Do, do they have, did they have life insurance? No. I'm going to say a big ol' no. <laughs> do they have dental? 
They didn't even have dental. Oh. <laughs> only tier three gangs get dental. <laughs> oh. Only tier three gangs get dental. That's so true. <laughs> the different gang tiers, they're defined by what kinds of insurance <laughs> benefits you get. Yes. We currently have Paschetti. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting distractions, actually. Uh, if one of you guys dies, you have to pay the bank's money. <laughs> um... We are the Fool's Chronicle. Uh, From Ashes is going to be our campaign name. I am super excited to get into this overall. it I love the world. I love the characters. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Any final words from our, from our crew? Talk shit, get hit. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Talk shit, get hit. I don't know. Good night, everybody. Hi, it's Sean Tumbokenflowers, your GM, and I'm here to thank some of our Patreon supporters. Thank you, Gabrielle Tyson and Cheryl Tumboken, who is my mom. Thanks, Mom. If you want to join our Valiant Chroniclers, join our Patreon in the description below at The Fool's Chronicle.